This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to the Clan Factory. This is Royal Princess. Who is that? Thank you for calling in. Good morning. Welcome to the Clare Victory. My name is Trina, a.k.a. Word Princess. Who is that? Good morning, family. It's Sister Veronica. Good morning, Sister Veronica. Thank you for calling in this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Thanks for calling in. Could you pay for my good What do you say? She said pray for Kat, her her girlfriend. Okay. We'll do. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Royal Princess, the finisher, who's online. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Same to you. Does does my voice sound a little better today? Yes, it does. (laughs) Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. (laughs) Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Happy Tuesday to you. Pardon? I said I'm glad you're feeling a little better. Thank you. At least I can talk now. People can understand me a little better. (laughs) Thank you so much. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Good morning, Pam. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Good morning, Mrs. Kiana. Good morning, Kiana. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Kiana, who brought you to the call? My best friend, Demetra Pearson. That's the right call. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to especially welcome you. That's why I asked. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, you're quite welcome. Been on here too faithfully, and I needed this every week, every day. Oh, I'm glad it's blessing you. Good morning. Welcome to the Clare Victory. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Clare Victory. This is where Princess the Finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone in the call like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is World Princess the Finisher. 
and I'm the creator this morning. Anyone on the call at this second morning? Do we have any first-time callers that would like to say your name? Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, Beverly. Happy Tuesday to you. Um, hi, hi, Warrior Princess. This is Ravonda. Um, request and prayer for the Wiggum and the um, Dunlap family, please. Dunlap. Okay, and we'll do. Wiggum. And what was the last part? And Wiggum, W-I-G-G-U-M, Wiggum family. Okay. I got it. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Hey, good morning. This is uh, Mona. Hi, good morning. Good morning, uh, Ramona. Hi. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay, it's time to move on to the next seminar of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tarina, a.k.a. Word President, and I'm the finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer calls and meet Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us this month of July for a whole bunch of power-packed individuals and unique messages from all of our wonderful gifted declares. You don't want to miss will be coming out of the bag because you are in a big blessing. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight right here on this call from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to go into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for for your giving and trusting in Him. There is no prayer request from the app, but we have two spoken prayer requests. One is from Yvonne. Please pray for her friend, Kat. And the second one is from Yvonne. Please pray for the family, the Williams family, Dunlop family, and the Wiggins family. The order of the call is as follows. Declaration will be done by uh, Moses. Praying and corporate praise will be by Beverly. Then we go right into closing comments, hosted by Declare. I repeat, declaration will be by Moses. Praying and corporate praise will be by Beverly. And then we go right into closing comments, hosted by Declare. The scripture for this morning is Isaiah 49:15 through 16. 
Hannah wanted to get her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb. Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to please put your phone on mute until instructor come off mute. I now pass the call over to declare Moses. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. This is Moses. I just want to say thank you to our team today. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Uh, I I know how difficult hosting is, so I I had to do hosting, I think, for probably the first time. No, maybe it was the first or second time a couple weeks ago I had to fill in for somebody, and I I forgot the verse, and I I didn't know about the Friday Night Live, and it's it's hard, you know, it's the... The jobs are hard sometimes, so thank you everybody for making this work and everybody for being so obedient and everybody calling in. It's It feels good to be back. I went from not giving a declaration for a while. I was teaching a class for Declare Victory last last month in June, and it had been a while, and then now I come back to this week. I'm actually going three times this week, so you guys are stuck with me all week. I'll be going today. Uh, today we'll be talking, today's message is titled Glory to Glory. And we're talking about transfiguration, talking about micro wilderness seasons and and just our growth process and how we go through that glory to glory season many times throughout our life. Thursday, I'm going to be talking with you guys about the prison of your mind and how sometimes we can get trapped in thoughts of anxiety, fear, panic, and things like that and and dealing with other issues related of that nature on Thursday. And then Friday, we're going to be talking about what to do when you can't hear from God, what to do when communion time is coming under attack. It's hard to quiet your mind. It's just hard to hear from God. What happens when the lights go out? So like I said, you guys stuck with me this week, but before we get into today's message, I'm going to open us up in prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, this day is for you. Lord, I praise you that we've all been able to wake up today, that we can come together and and sharpen iron, Lord, that we can come together, we can we can grow together today. I thank you for everybody that's called in. I ask that you guard all of our words, our ears are listening during this time, so that we can extract everything that we need to extract in this time to grow us and pull our hearts closer into alignment with your will for our life. Give you all the praise all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's message is glory to glory. And we're going to talk about the transfiguration processes that we go through multiple times in life. I want to open with this verse real quick to keep to keep in your mind as we're going throughout this, as we're going throughout this message today. And the verse is in 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm going to read a couple different translations because I actually really like all the different translations I really like. We, we usually hear of this verse. We usually hear the King, King James Version. But I'm going to go through two or three different NLT and then I'm going to cover, yeah, the NIV. I like, I like all three of these, but I want you to, to hold on to this and think about this as we're kind of going through this message today. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image 
from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And the NIV of that is, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And the final translation I want to read for you is from the NLT, and it says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed in his glorious image. So it's kind of, it's kind of switching out that, that, that primary concept, but essentially what's happening here is we're seeing that as we come into maturity, when we come into reflecting more and more knowing of the Lord's ways, we see that we're going from glory to glory. We're changing. We're not just staying stagnant one level. We're not just, you know, hey, you've come to this place of maturity, and this is just pretty much where you're going to chill out for for the next maybe 30, 40, 50, 60 years. No, that's that's not what's going on here. What's happening is we're going through, we're going through a, it's a continual process where we'd be changed from glory to glory. You're growing from glory to glory. You're not just staying at the same level in life. And that's, that's what happens when we surrender our life. And we're going to be talking about that today. We're going, to be going into, we're going to be going into detail about that. We're going to be talking about that middle process, though. Glory to glory. We're not going to be talking about glories today. We're going to be talking about that, too. Glory to glory. We're going to talk about transition processes. Because everybody talks about the glories and the glory to glory, but nobody ever talks about the time in between glories. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. What is that glory process? What does the in-between process look like 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road, five years down the road, your first glory to glory process? What, is it? what does it look like? So before we get started, I just want to take a moment and ask that everybody look down at your phone. Just make sure your line's on mute. Make sure we don't get any background noise. Our messages are always recorded, so we try to keep that minimized, and that's why we're usually so big on that. But thank you guys in advance for doing that. I really appreciate that. Uh, let's get started, though. So, you know, like I said, it's not that we go through it once, but we're consistently going through this in life. So it's really because we go through it so much, we usually have, we usually will not even realize sometimes that we're in a transition process. And we will only ever be in two places in our life as a believer. You're either going to be in a promised land or you're going to be in a process. And we usually just oscillate between those two. Also, I want to ask real quick, just a real quick reminder, if you can look down at your phone and mute your line. We're getting a lot of background wrinkling and uh, rustling noise in there. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And like I was saying, it's not that we go through this process multiple, you know, we go through this process multiple times. And we're oscillating and fluctuating back and forth between a promised land and a process land. And here's the thing. There's blessing and provision in a process land, and there could even be trouble in a promised land. But we're going to be talking about what it looks like when you're in a process land at different points in your life. And we're going to be talking about identifying that, when to know that you're in that, and what it looks like, and some of the things that you could possibly be going through. I'm going to cover a couple of different points in that time. And I wanted to use the biggest thing I saw in this, and, and I've heard teachings from this from uh, similar concepts from a lot of different speakers throughout the years and really throughout my life, because metamorphosis is is what I personally, I can, 
I see us really, really being a really great parallel when we're going through growth. And 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 that's any kind of metamorphosis. You could see that with, uh, for example, one of the most common metamorphosis processes we see in nature is we all know the caterpillar going into a cocoon and coming out of butterfly. Right? We see different metamorphosis like that. And real quick, uh, if you could please mute your line, we have somebody. We got we got a lot of background noise there. If you could just please look down at your phone and make sure that your line's muted. Thank you very much. Thank you. The metamorphosis process is seen throughout nature in, in a lot of a lot of different ways. And I was mentioning that the caterpillar going into cocoon, butterfly, it's one of the most common ways we see. But what we don't realize is human metamorphosis. And you know, we usually, if you were to ask somebody, well, what, well, what does human metamorphosis even look like? You would think, oh, well, there's puberty, and we go through different changes, and and preteen years, and teen, and early teenage years, and and throughout that, and then usually by 20 something, you're we're done growing, you're not getting any taller, nothing like that, and and that's what we usually think about when we think about human gro growth, but our growth is internal. And the way that human, the way that we go into metamorphosis is that we actually have heartache, pain, and struggle. The tough times in our life are our metamorphosis process. And those happen multiple times a month. It might happen multiple times a week. It might happen multiple times in one lifetime where we have a metamorphosis process where we, we are growing into something. We are going from a glory to glory and we think we're just having a bad week. We think we're just having, oh, my, my son or daughter is just, they're, you know, they're going through this right now and it's, it's, it's hurting me. I don't know what to go through. You're in a metamorphosis process. See, because we're constantly going to glory to glory. There was no cap. There was no limit in that, in that verse in 2 Corinthians. We're constantly going through processes that grow us into who we need to be for the next season. For the next job, for the next relationship, for the next what, for the next work partnership, for the next work opportunity, we're constantly going through metamorphosis in the form of heartache, pain, and struggle. It's 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 what we grow through. It's it's the process that's necessary for us to become the glory to glory that we're reflecting in Christ. We just don't see it that way because what's the one thing we don't want to go through? If I were to line up 100 people, if I were to line up everybody calling in today and say, what's the one thing in life you want less of? What's everyone going to say? Oh, I don't, I, I could do without anxiety. You know, I could do without struggle. I could do without not knowing how I'm going to pay my rent next month. You know, I can do without being yelled at by my boss. I could, you know what I could really go for? I could really go for having enough money in my bank account where I could actually go do something with friends and family not just hide out at home all the time. You know, we, we hate those things. We hate struggle. We hate difficulty because it's not comfortable. It's not fun. It's not, it's not the joyful times. It's not the peace times. When we're going through things and we're, when someone's go, you can always tell when someone's going through it too. Like me, when I'm going through something, I'm one of those people sometimes where I'll be in the room with you and and I'm not really in the room with you. My, you're talking, and I'm like, yeah, wow, okay, cool, that's crazy, wow, okay, yeah, yeah. And then if you were to ask me, hey, can you repeat back what I was just telling you? I'd probably be like, yeah, wow, that's crazy, okay. I'm what? 
Like I would just, I, because I'm so stressed out about what I'm going through that I'm not even there present with you in the moment. I'm just like, I'm stressing about whatever's bothering me. I can be that person. I don't know who else listening today is that person, but, <laughs> but some of us, we really get hit when we get hit and, and it hurts. It, it, it can, it can hurt us. And we don't like going through that, but as believers, that's our metamorphosis time. And it's happening constantly. And I'm pretty confident that there's at least a couple of people listening today. You're probably even in a metamorphosis right now. I'm currently in a metamorphosis process right now. We're constantly going through that. And like I said, we fluctuate back and forth between that process land and that promised land. So our metamorphosis is internal. It's constantly occurring. And it's a process. This times, you know, we're inwardly refined and it produces this outward growth. So what's happening on the inside is eventually going to have an outward result. And you see that like with, like I said, like the caterpillar, the cocoon, the butterfly. No one sees what's going on inside of there. We, we know through, you know, you can Google right now, what does it look like inside of a cocoon when a butterfly is transitioning, being transitioned into a butterfly, a caterpillar is being transitioned into a butterfly. But, you know, it's not truly immediately evident. This is something that takes time. This is a process. You have to go through this and understand what it is you're going to take. So what the thing that I wanted to use in today's, today's message, the analogy I wanted to use, is one that I've, I've heard other speakers speak on before. I've heard a lot of other speakers speak on before. I think T.D. Jake speaks on, on, on eagles and chickens and, and thinking like an eagle, and I've heard Sean Bowles talk about eagles. But what I want to talk about today is the eagle's molting process. And an eagle's molting process is when an eagle hits full maturity and they're grown. They're, they're fully mature. They're grown. They've been hunting for a while. They've done all these other things. They go through a, a process called a, it's like, it's a, it's an unofficially like a molting process. And, and what molt means is when an animal sheds old feathers and, and claws and talons and, and all this parts of what it used to be, it sheds it to make room for new, to make room for growth to make room for it better. That's what I'm going to be talking about today is the eagle's molting process. And when eagles are fully mature and grown, they undergo this, they undergo this process, right? And, and they all have to go through it at least once. This happens with every, every eagle at, at, at least one time, right? And like I said, for us, we go through this process multiple times and, and it's a wilderness that, that they have to face just like what we go through feels like a wilderness sometimes when we feel alone the eagle goes through this so here's what happens they start to lose their feathers and they start to they start to scratch at their their talons and their claws so if you can imagine this eagle right this majestic powerful soaring eagle starts to not feel like itself it starts to feel a little bit off so it goes and flies down into a valley, into this low place, complete opposite where it normally lives. This is an eagle that eagles reproduce in the, in the sky, eagles soar. I mean, every one of us think of an eagle right now, you think of an eagle soaring through the sky, just, just a representation of power. Everything they do, they hunt in, in high places, they feed in high places, and they reproduce in high places. This eagle now comes to the complete opposite place and goes and flies down into this low valley, this low place, 
because it could feel something's changing within it. It could feel that it's not who it used to, who it usually is, right? So they go down and they start losing their feathers and the beak and the claws begin to alter and, and some stuff starts falling off. And the eagle actually, it starts walking like a turkey, like kind of wobbling because it doesn't have any strength to fly anymore in this process. And what happens is they actually, you know, like, I don't know what's an eagletologist or whatever they are that study eagles. They, uh, they start to see that they, they, they're like depressed they're they're not what they normally were and they're in this low place for this season and they're losing their their feathers they're 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 only walking because they don't have strength to fly anymore and they're starting to they start to lose their vision actually their their vision becomes like tunnel vision uh it starts that's like one of the first things to go is their vision and they can't see as well as they usually see because eagles normally can see i mean miles they're they're predators they could see for miles and they can see like a rabbit miles away and they don't in this in this valley they can't see when when they get to this place they can know they can't see for miles anymore and what happens is calcium builds up on their beaks and it weighs their head down so they can't lift their head up and so you can see they they really lose their desire to eat and they're they can't hunt anymore in the same valley that they're flying over and that they're soaring and, and they're just, they own this valley normally, they're the ones that are just kind of creeping and crawling through it now in this season. With their head hung low, they don't have the talons anymore because they've scratched them out. They, they lost all their feathers. They can't fly. They can't see. They're just like, they're ready for death. They're, and they exhibit de- depressed behavior as much as an eagle or an animal can express that behavior they express that behavior. So here's this normally powerful eagle that is just just the apex like of this predator of this of this region of 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 this, you know, atmosphere not like that anymore. Nothing none of the the qualities that make it so powerful, none of those. And what happens is when they get to this place, sometimes they can they can like start pecking at each other and and kill one another in this down place when they're down they can start to kill one another and and start pecking and and the only thing they want to do when they're in this valley the only thing is to just go lay on a rock to die and they just the sunlight they they want to bathe in sunlight it's the only thing that is refreshing to them in this time and the crazy thing that happens during this and when I was reading about this for the first time, I was I was seeing this is what totally blew my mind. They are sustained in this time where they would normally all just straight up die right away or kill each other off in this low place. They're sustained by other mature eagles who have gone through the molting process. See, other mature eagles that have gone through that molting process will fly by and they'll drop fresh meat for the for the eagle they'll fly by and they'll drop food down for these molting eagles to eat because they know that if that eagle doesn't eat it's going to die down there in that molting process where they once were and the way that they know the eagles it's they're coming in to feed their other eagles that are going through this molting process they scream as they come in you hear like a loud scream and the scream is their way of encouraging they're encouraging the other eagles 
They're bringing them food. And they eventually make it out. And it's never a younger eagle that comes to provide for the molting eagles. It's always a, a, another mature eagle that, that's been through that molting process already that comes through. And we go through a molt as humans when we go through these times, when we have the, the stress, when we have the anxiety, when the bills are piling up, and when, you know what, our marriage isn't where it was a week ago, or it wasn't where it was a month ago or a year ago and where our relationships are taking a hit and we have loved ones and family and sons and daughters and brothers and cousins and mom and dad that are going through something that we can't, we can't fix for them or we can't fix for ourselves. And we go to those low places sometimes. But see, here's the problem. We as believers, we don't go to those low places to die though. And that's what I want you to take away from today. I want you to know that we don't go to low places to peck each other for bickering and strife and to talk down on one another or to kill another person because that's not what we're, that's not where we are. That's not where we fly. That's not where we grow from. When we go into the valley, we go because we're in a metamorphosis. And wherever you're at today, whatever you, whatever you, you're going through, whether it's financial, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's relational, you're not in your valley to die. You are in your valley molt. You are in your valley to grow. You are in your valley to, because you're on the process of going from glory to glory. And it's about perspective. I want to talk a little bit more, talk, you know, just a little bit more about this on Thursday, about perspective and, and with, with Thursday's message, Prison of Your Mind. I'm going to elaborate more on the mental aspect of everything. We're going to, talk, we're going to be in, all on our heads on, on Thursday, hopefully long after that. But it's a perspective, okay? Because if the eagle's prepared to die in the valley, it's going to die in the valley. If the eagle's prepared to peck and kill in the valley, it's going to peck and kill. It's going to be miserable in the valley. But if you know what you're destined to be on the other end of this valley, and you're able to see your season for what it is, you're going to make it through it. You're going to make it through the process land, and you're going to make it into your promised land. And, and we go back and forth between that. And I'm going to tell you the truth. You, you will never not have to be in a process land. When you're 60, when you're 70, when you're 40, when you're 30, when you're married, your process lands don't go away. You know, it's not that someone's going to come and solve an answer. There's going to be, there's going to be somebody who takes away all the problems or we're going to get to a place or amount of money in the bank account where we don't have it. You will absolutely, absolutely always have process lands come up. No matter how spiritually mature, no matter how many Bible verses you can quote, no matter how many. I went to church eight times last month. I'm never going to have a tough time again. You're going to have tough times. You'll have tough times at church. You'll have tough times wherever you're at. It's okay, though. We don't see tough times as the end times. We see tough times as the making times. And it's about our perspective. Going into this is going to affect our ability to come out of it and how necessary it is. Jesus' life wasn't him kicking back in the Bahamas, and he's just chilling from a, a beach chair, drinking a tropical drink, just telling all these people gathered around him, yeah, you know, this is the way to heaven you got to go to. It was filled with struggle. It was filled with opposition. Jesus got opposition from the one place you would think that would have been his foundation. The church is the place that opposed God the most. The church is a place that put Jesus on a cross. 
And if it was that way then for Jesus, how much more so now for us in a world filled with opinion, a a world filled with hurt, a world filled with political division, a world filled with hatred, a world, we live in a world where we've given ourselves permission to judge everybody. We've given ourselves to judge anybody that isn't like us, doesn't think like us, doesn't believe what we believe in. How much more so are we going to go through this process here now today than Jesus did 2,000 years ago? You, if you're expecting a life where it's just going to be easy, I'm, I, hope, I hope I'm not the first person to burst this bubble. Maybe the bubble has been burst and you don't want to realize that it's been burst, but I'm here to tell you that you're going to go through those processes. But here's, here's the courage to take going through that. You're supposed to go through it. You're meant to go through it. I've been, I've been through some processes that are 10 years, 13 years, more than a decade. I've been through some processes where they took a month. They genuinely took a month, and there was a little bit of fallout for a couple of weeks before and after. I've gone through some processes where I do not see a light at the end of the tunnel. I, I, no matter how much I, whether it's a loved one, whether it's a, a work situation, I just cannot see hope in it. And everybody will tell you the same thing. There's a, there's a lot of Christianese. There's a lot of, there's a lot of terms. A lot of people are going to say, because they're really going through their own thing. They, they don't have anything else to pour into you. But, well, you know what? I'm praying for you. And, and, and it doesn't, it, it just doesn't do it for you sometimes. You know, and, and it's necessary from this story. You hear that we got to surround ourselves with people who've been through the process. We have to believe from that. And that's great. But the eagles aren't forced to eat what the other eagles drop for them. The eagles aren't forced to believe the encouragement that comes echoing through that valley. You're not required to believe in the encouragement and when someone's speaking life into you when you're in your valley. Because what did I say happened? They're, they started pecking and killing each other because they weren't who they were. You're not going to want to listen when people say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Or, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? You'll probably get offended. You'll probably be like, what did, what, did they, what did it mean when they said, I'm going to pray for you? Is that like some kind of condescending? What they, you know, it's, you don't have to take the help if you don't want it. Because eagles are proud creatures. And when they go into this place, they're not who they once were. They're ready to die. They're ready to give up. And I know that it's easy to give up. I know that it's really, I know that it's one of those things where you just, you want to give up sometimes when you're in that place. I know that you want to, you want to start talking about somebody else because it's easier to process your hurt and pain by projecting onto another person. But that's, that's not the kind of proud we are. We have the kind of pride that trusts in who God created us to be. At Second Corinthians 3.18, because we're in a reflection of the Lord, we're able to see what he's gone through, what he made it through, that we're going to make it through in our season. He's overcome the world. Fear not, I've overcome the world already. You know, we're not created to die like any other creature would in that season because it's not what we are. We come out of it. We become the, what the, the majestic soaring eagle. That's what we become on the other side of where we're at right now. And it's a transfiguration process that happens for us multiple times throughout our life. You, you can go through a first initial one when you initially surrender your life to the Lord and 
five or six later, five, five or six years later, you see yourself right back in there, right back in that same process. So I want to close out. Um, I got a couple more minutes. I want to close out with a couple points real quick. I, I just want to touch on these points real quick. We're not going to go into detail. I just want to use these points as indicators for you to, re to remind yourself the next time you're in one of these seasons, because you're not going to feel like yourself. You're not going to be eating. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to, you, you might even, you know, the, when the Eagles in this time, they're not doing, they're not enjoying any of the things they normally enjoy. You might not enjoy being in community at this time. You might not enjoy what you're mentally going through. You might not enjoy the feelings that you're feeling. If you're feeling anxiety and you just hate feeling anxiety. It's been 10 years since you felt anxiety, but this problem that you're going through, this, this changing season that you're going through, you might just start feeling a little bit more anxiety. You might start feeling a little bit more stress. You might be, you know, I went through some, some stuff recently, a couple, a couple months ago, I think it was in May, went through a really crazy situation, really crazy legal situation, actually, just out of nowhere, just completely, completely out of left field, unprepared. And I, I haven't smoked in almost 10 years and I just had the urge this whole process to just go buy a pack of cigarettes again, you know, and, and wherever you're at with that process, I don't say that to contend anybody. And if you've been delivered from, from, from something like that, then that is great. And if you're in a process with something like that, then that's great too. Wherever you're at, I don't mean to say, but I'm saying for me, where I came from smoking a pack a day since I was 12, 13 years old to, to being able to quit, I was so stressed that I was ready to go buy a pack of cigarettes again. And, and I had gone years and years and years without smoking. I've been so proud of that because I, I was truly scared of that. It can bring, it might take you back to a place. You can be going through something so crazy. It'll take you back to a place where you last left off with that. Because that was your last time you were really in that place. And it's so crucial. It's so important to remember to not do that, to remember to identify these things. Okay. And you have to remember that this takes place in a valley. You are going into a valley. You are going into a low place. This might not be who you normally are. It might be money. It might be a relationship. I've known people, I've had friends who tell me the first 32 years of their marriage, were perfect literally decades and decades of marriage just absolutely perfect and this is this is a mentor this is somebody who i've i've learned from this is somebody who i've i've been in awe of the way god works to them just tell me yeah and out of nowhere one day after 32 years of marriage it became the biggest heartache of my life the biggest the biggest source of sorrow the biggest hurt the biggest pain and i'm thinking to myself man how can you how does that feel of going? I'm thinking in my head, what does that feel like even to have 32 years of something being such a source of strength and then to out of nowhere just be the biggest source of pain for you? You know, we, we don't see these things coming sometimes. You have to understand that you're going into a valley. You're going into a place that you're normally, you're normally not. You might, you might normally even have control over. Like I said, the eagle normally soars and hunts out of the valley. They're the one hunting creatures out of the valley. They're not the one that is the creature being hunted in the valley. You have to remember, they lose their desire to eat. Okay, that's not, for me, I love eating. <laughs> this might even actually be really like literal 
sometimes if you're going through a tough season. But for me, I love eating. And when I was going through that legal situation that I was I was mentioning a couple minutes ago back in May, there was a week where I think I only ate uh, probably that I can remember right now off the top of my head. I think I ate twice, two or three times in in a week, in a whole week. And this is coming some this is coming from somebody who I love eating. Like I'm I'm not all gorgo and everything, and I got like a little panza and all that. And and if you do, that's all good too. But for me, I'm like I'm I'm cooking all the time. I'm looking up recipes. I cook for me and my wife all the time. I'm constantly in and out of the kitchen. Always, I'm big on food. Big. I'm always watching cooking shows. I always got cooking shows in the background while I'm working. I I ate two or three times. My wife immediately knew. And immediately know that there's something wrong if I'm not eating because I'm so stressed out that I'm not taking the time to eat. And, and this is, this is really metaphorical on a different level too, because we're not, we're not spending time with God. We're not, we're, I, I was not spending time with God unless I was super stressed and I knew I needed to get out of the house. I needed to go on a prayer walk. I needed to do something like that. Okay. That will happen sometimes. That will definitely happen to where you, you're not, doing what normally brings nutrition to your spirit, to your body. You're starting to see the signs, okay? The next thing that happens is their vision goes. They're normally, one of their greatest qualities is sight, is being able to see things, seeing food and pray from miles away, and their vision goes. And you see that in Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision, the people perish. And that is anything. We, we've all been around, worked for a boss that was a micromanager that didn't know how, what they were doing, worked for a company that had no vision. Uh, I remember being in a band one time when I was in junior high. There was no vision for what we wanted to sound like. What we wanted to do it was the worst band I've ever been in my life. I've been, you see that sometimes. You will always know a team or a company or a worship team or something that, where there's no vision. And it's just off. Everything is just off. There's, there's nothing. We're people of vision because God is creative. And we were created in that image. We reflect that. We've, we've, we've got to have a message. We've we got to know where we're going. We've got to know what we're put here to do. Jesus knew exactly who was his and who wasn't as he walked the earth, what was a part of his mission and what was not a part of his mission. You know, he wasn't in Texas doing a speaking tour or anything. He came for God's people to open the gate. Okay, you have to know what your vision is, and your vision goes in this time. And what that looks like is you lose track of what you were created to do. You start to put your focus on this problem instead of who God created you to be. Okay, the second last thing I want to talk about is that calcium builds up on its beak, and they find themselves looking down. Okay, the one thing that we know is that our help comes from heaven. Our help is from above. And this is very literal. It's very easy for us to turn from God in this because what happens is we give more power to our problem than we give to God. And our focus, and when, like I said, we're going to talk about this a little bit more on Thursday because you guys are stuck with me all week, right? We begin to focus on the problem more. We begin to, we talk to God about our problem. We, you know, we hear that. We don't talk about, we don't talk to our problem about our God. You know, we don't allow God into that situation. We don't see that this is a process that's making me, God, what do you want to do in my heart with this problem? We don't look that way, okay? It shuts us up. 
it's not who we normally are. There's calcium that builds up on its beak. It prevents it from, from screaming. Like I said, that scream was an encouragement. How many of us are so encouraging and so building up to other people when we got money in the bank and the wife's happy and everything's going real great and our kids are doing great and everyone, man, it's so great. I'm going to just go start prophesying to people. I'm going to start speaking life to people. I'm going to start building people up. How many of us are just, it's so easy to do that. And then you know that that person's going through something because they don't call you anymore. And then you know that that person's going through something because they're not on Facebook posting all the smiley faces and all the, all the happy, you know, good times. They're going through something. Because the second we go through something, we don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to see it for what it really is because we're only used to being fair weather Christians. We're only used to being fair weather fans. You know, I'm from the Bay Area. I, I'm a lifelong Warriors fan. I grew up watching my dad watch the Warriors lose. And I'm like, Dad, why, why do you like watching this team lose all the time? You know, same thing with the Niners. I grew, I grew up watching the Niners lose all the time because I'm younger than a lot of people. I didn't see the glory years. I came around when Steve Mariucci was leading, right? So, like, I saw all the bad years, the 2 and 14 years, all that. So I was easily able to know when somebody was a, was a bandwagon fan uh, for the Warriors, Niners, you know, Giants, you know, every area team, essentially, you know, we had, we, I feel like we've always had more losing seasons than winning seasons. But also I came in a lot later than people. I was around the 80s. You can always tell. Because it's so easy, it's so easy when it's good. It's so easy to be a part of the process when it's good. I live in Arizona. I see Warriors jerseys all the time over here. I'm like, are you guys, are you guys, are you really, are you really a Warriors fan? I really like it. I'll like quiz people. Like my wife probably hates it, you know. Go up to somebody, just interview them on the spot real quick in Walmart. You know, so easy for us be so positive when it's when things are good it's so hard for us to give an explanation when we're down and the last thing i want to close out with is that the ego accepts help in this state you got to receive that you got to receive the help from around you you got to let people speak in don't isolate yourself when you're going through a season don't isolate yourself when you're going through a process you're not going to do it alone you're not Terminator. You're not, you're not going to do this. You need help in this season. You need to receive the encouragement from other people. You need to receive the food. Like I said, the eagles that have gone through the molt process will come through. They'll come through and they'll drop fresh meat for the, for the eagles that are molting. They'll come in screaming to bring that encouragement to remind them what they're going to be. You've got to receive that in this season. But that's my time for today. I'm running, sorry to the team. I ran a little bit over today, but I want to thank everybody for calling in. If you want to hang around to, at around seven o'clock, we're going to open this up for discussion. Anybody can, can ask any question. You want to share something God's putting on your heart. I encourage you to stick around for that. We're about to go into prayer right now. And I just want to thank everybody for being a part of this process. Mm-hmm. And thank Trina mm-hmm. for hosting. And Beverly's about to take over right now in prayer and corporate praise. So thank you, everybody. Be blessed mm-hmm. as I now pass the call. Amen. Well, good morning, Heavenly Father. We thank you. We thank you for our hostess this morning, Karina, and our declare Moses for 
and for everyone who has sacrificed their morning for you. We thank you, God. We humble ourselves this morning. We thank you for the process of glory to glory, for the molting process, making room for growth. We thank you for our transformations, God. Forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all iniquities. Fill us with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we may live and conduct ourselves in a manner that is worthy of you. We come to you proclaiming that you are all-loving. You are our tower of strength. You are our ever-present help in the times of trouble. Thank you for allowing us to go deeper in you, allowing us to stand on your word without any ifs, ands, or buts, only confidence and strength that only you can give us. God, we thank you for the gift of life and the opportunity to serve the people of your nation. Help us to act with character and conviction. Help us to listen with understanding and goodwill. Help us to speak with assistance and restriction. Give us a spirit of service. Remind us that we are stewards of your authority. Guide us to be leaders of your that the people need. Help us to see the humanity and dignity of those who disagree with us and treat all people, no matter how weak or poor, with the respect your foundation deserves. Father, renew us with the strength of your presence and the joy of helping to build a community worthy of the people, Father God. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now. It is through your power that we are created. Lord, I decree that our country, our nation, and our people belong to you. We ask, Father, for your blessings on our nation. Let the beliefs and morals of your kingdom be established. Lord, we humble ourselves. We are praying, seeking your face, turning from our wicked ways, and petitioning you to heal our land. I ask that you come and rain down righteousness in the land. Let all wickedness and perversion excuse me, be cleansed from our land. Lord, awaken human hearts to your love. Let the power of conviction return to the pulpits. Let the preachers preach the gospel of your kingdom. Let there be an increased awareness of your presence, God, and a new hunger for righteousness. Father, I desire to see your glory cover the earth like waters cover the sea. Let your manifested presence return to the earth. Revival break out. Let the kingdom of God break in with power. Let miracle signs and wonders be released in our land. Let every manner of disease and sickness be healed. Let the fame of Jesus spread across this nation from coast to coast in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just pray right now for our children. Today we pray, Father God, to keep them safe every day. Keep your angels, give your angels special charge over our children to go with them, defend and keep them. Give them favor and honor in your sight. Let our children be fearless and bold when it comes to you. Let them answer the call to be instruments of change and keep their minds fresh so that they may be able to have clear understanding. And when challenges come, give them strength not to give up. Thank you, God. Lord, give us boldness in prayer. Lord, give us boldness in relationships. Lord, thank you for restoring male and female relationships in the body of Christ. Ephesians 4 and 9 says, says, two are better than one. And I pray for divine connections for our single men and women with a pure heart to be drawn together. We loose ourselves from the pains from the past so hearts are sincere. We thank you, Lord, as we anticipate our future. Bless our married couples. Lord, for the increased blessings there are in marriages. Thank you for, their, for the life partners who you have given gifts to. 
Father God, we thank you for bringing them together in love. I continue to ask, Lord Jesus, that they continue to make each other happy, to do the things that they do together with, with, with fun, with life, knowing that it is forever. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Cover those who are in need, Father God, of you. Uh, Kath, uh, the Dunlop and Williams family, those affected by the earthquakes, oh God, keep us safe from the shakings of the earth. Our Father, which are in heaven, today I give you thanks for our government officials and officials at the state, federal, and city levels, all holding public office, that they are given discernment, that the government may have a, a means that reaches the people, not just the leaders. We pray, Lord, that it will support platforms that will that bring deliverance to the disadvantaged and defend the just cause of the unfortunate, that it may be a significant and well-honored administration because it has served you well, God. Lord, we pray for for just bills, bills that are offered so that changes are in our favor, so that we may prosper in the place of our assignment. We are here with thankful hearts for all the blessings you have given. Speak to the heart of our president and all other leaders of influence. We ask, Lord, that you give wisdom and understanding. We pray that the president will understand the implications each decision made, each conversation, and all policy negotiations that are made that create understanding for the potential groundbreaking decisions that have the ability to change the shape of our nation for years to come. Keep our cities and communities and our states safe through your will. Father God, I pray for our church families, our pastors and their families to keep in, in alignment with you. Thank you for their no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you for the mission of kingdom building and they're staying focused on you and realizing we can go deeper in you, realizing the strength, the options you've graced us with. Thank you for create, creating those echoes. May we be bold in sharing the gospel in our daily encounters. May we be bold in sharing you with our family and friends who we pray that our love for you would be easily seen by those who know us. May we stir up courage to speak of our love for you. May our dedication to you grow strong and steady, and may our light burn brightly for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you because you have brought us together. We thank you because you are sure that we sit in the seat of your counsel today. Thank you, realizing we can remove ourselves from dignity. Thank you, and hallelujah, Father God. We bless your holy name, and we give you praise, honor, and glory. We ask for your continued grace upon us, which you have ordained for your own purpose. We ask that you cause us to fulfill it. As we hear from you, we believe that you have designed us in this nation to be a light and champions of freedom and justice. Intervene and bring about direction. We call your ways to be restored to us, open to us, and displayed through us as a people. As you move in our midst, then push out of us those called to release new purposes to this nation, Father God. Let eternal life shine from this place, that the good news of the gospel and salvation in every kind flow from us to the world. Have your way, God. We pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. As we take our phones off, you, we corporately pray to honor you, God Almighty, 
Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for everyone who was participating, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for all of you. We Hallelujah. 
you know what I moved last year I so I moved last year I and I went through this time after the move for probably like maybe almost a year and it was really cool like there wasn't really anything too crazy going on went through a couple some family stuff here and there, a couple things you know but for like a year I would say like for like a good solid year I was like really things were going really great and then just I hit a just hit a season out of nowhere one day where for like a couple months it was just really tough and that's kind of what I'm talking about where it's not something where it's like an introductory this is my first you know real making season with the Lord turning my life it's it's been it's down the road you know, and it'll come up like that where you just don't know out of nowhere, you know, something just start things just start happening. And these making seasons are what we have to go through. That's what we talked about today, that the way we grow as believers, our metamorphosis, our cocoon is the heartache and the pain and the struggle and the times where we're inclined to worry, to have anxiety, to have stress and all those things. So one one last time, uh, real quick, I just want to, before we start opening up, I just want to remind everybody, if you could please go back on mute. We've, we've had a lot of background noise today. If you could please just look down at your phone and please just go on mute. Um, we, our calls are recorded, so we try to minimize that. So if everybody could just, just make sure to take a look at that when you're not on, if you're not actively talking, other people are talking, make sure that you're looking down at your phone and you're clicking mute. We're getting a lot of background noise today. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. So this metamorphosis process is what we really covered today. We talked about eagles molting and going through their molt process, shedding the old hair, feathers, shell, everything to make room for new growth. And that's what we we really dove deep into that today. We talked about how to identify when you're going through that, when you don't realize you're going through that, when you want to give up, when you feel like you want to just give in. So I want to take this time. We got a couple minutes. I wanted to open up to everybody. If you are calling in, you want you just have a question. Maybe it makes makes you think of something. Maybe there's something you want clarified. You just want to talk about your own testimony through this. I really encourage you to share that. I know that it will bless everybody. So at this time, I'm now opening the call. If you have anything you would like to share. Good morning, Moses. Good morning. Hi, this is Will Princess. Thank you for your um, um for your uh, message this morning. Um, that's a new that's new for me um, for the metamorphosis <laughs> when you're going through the valley. Thank you for breaking it down that way. Um, now, when I'm in this, now when I'm in a valley. I see I'm in in a new um I don't know how to explain it. Um I'm in a rest mode. Meaning that um Jesus already did it for us. Uh, so mm. I won't have so I won't have to stress or be in worry. Um uh, because God knows what we're going through and that we're going through this process uh, of 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 this. And also um I found in the scripture, which is, um, let me see, let me bring it up. Oh, boy. Um, 
Hebrews 4.10, it says, For he who has once entered God's rest also has ceased from the weariness and pain of human labors. But if God rested from the, those labors, peculiarly his own. So I'm in that class. So now when I'm going through, my, going through the valley, um, I'm going to be uh, uh, stressing out how I'm going to pay this bill, how I'm going to, you know, whatever. I can just rest in God's promises knowing that um, I would, would go through. Hmm. And that he already did it for us on the cross. So thank you so much for your message. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, I really, really appreciate you sharing that, especially that perspective, because, you know, what What I see is, it, for me, it's hard to see that. I mean, the, I think that's encouraging that you, that's where your, your heart is postured to. That's where your heart is is redirected back to is Christ on the cross through that process, and and I know that sometimes we we even devalue that as a church because we we throw it around so empty sometimes how important what Jesus really truly did was and and I think that's such a hard I think it's just such a hard thing you know because that's the ultimate foundation of strength especially for everything that we go through. And I know that personally, I don't immediately start going through something and think, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Jesus was on a cross and, you know, look at Jesus. Like, look at us. I don't immediately think of that. Like, I'm, maybe I'm the only one, but I think about the problem. <laughs> I think about what I'm going through. I think about what I'm battling through. And that becomes my first thought. And maybe that lies the problem. You know, therein lies the problem where it's so tough for us because we are problem-centric people. We are not solution-centric people. We want, we would like a solution. But I think that, and, and I have mentioned this a couple of times, I'm going to go into this a lot more on Thursday about our mindset and our mentalities as we're going through these things. But I know that I'm the kind of person, I want to map out everything that could potentially go wrong so I'm prepared for this problem. But in doing so, I'm actually just weighing myself down because I'm not focusing on the promises of God. I'm not focusing on the cross, what I'm doing is I'm filling my head with doubt and negativity and worry and stress because now instead of just focusing on the problem, now I'm thinking of everything the problem can turn into, everything that can stem or come out of this problem that could happen. And I think what happens is we end up filling our subconscious mind to uh, programming it to naturally just stress and worry and have fear and anxiety and all these other things throughout our season because we're so fixated on what could go wrong that we're not we're not focusing on the cross. We're not focusing on what God's doing through that. So thank thank you. That that's so that's so awesome to have that that pivot, you know, to have that that's where you that's where your mind goes to. That's where your heart is is postured to. I think that's so inspiring. I think that's so beautiful. And I think it's it's so encouraging too because it's like, oh okay, all right, Lord, I never thought about doing that immediately, just checking myself right away, you know. So thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that insight. I, I really do appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Hey, nephew. Hey, what's up, Dean? Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, you know, <laughs> the cares of life come to wear us thin, but I'm so grateful um, just for this new day and for another chance at this thing called life because yesterday I blew it. <laughs> I blew it this morning. But um, for me, I, I'm kind of like the... 
I don't immediately, now I may say the word because I think that's what we do. You know, I quote scriptures and it sounds good because it's easy to talk, right? But then I think about when Deuteronomy 29 29 says that the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever mm-hmm. that we may follow all the words of this law. So for me, um, it's kind of like I know God can because he is I am and I know that he's done it before. But like mm-hmm. you said, when the cares of life come, I really get sucker punched, like, you know, the initial onset of whatever it is. And it's so much going on in the atmosphere that I have to, like, I get winded for a minute. I I get halfway down that wall because I'll do a wall slide because I want to stay down there in the fetal position. And then I'll just say, I'll just remember the ways of the Lord. You know what I mean? And then it it, it becomes like, okay, it's kind of like a chant. It's kind of like a cheer. It's kind of like the scriptures have to become life. And I have to believe that his word is, you know, because his word doesn't change. And his promises belong to us. So no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, yeah, it gets rough. It gets hard. I want to give up. But then I have to remember what he said and what his promises are and who I am in him. And so that I won't give up, if that makes any sense. And I won't just be speaking because, see, again, I can quote all 66 books of the Bible. I can encourage others. But when it comes mm-hmm. to Didi stuff, oh, no. uh-uh. So I'm remembering now to go back to the word. And like Sister um, Tarina said, consider the cross. Because when I think about what he bore on the cross for me, anxiety, depression, fear, doubt, all the stuff that we're going through, because we are, this is a cold, cold, cold world. But I give the devil no credit because he's defeated. He's a defeated foe. So I just know that it's a process that we have to go through. No matter how it feels, no matter if we like it or not, spiritual warfare is real so that I have to armor myself. I got to stay in the word. I have to study. I have to pray. But I have to believe it. You know what I mean? Then I have to look at myself, and I got to deal with me. I got to look... When I look in the mirror, I can't worry about nobody else on this call, what you believe, what you don't believe. I got to know that I believe that what his word says is true so that when I'm praying, I'm praying effectively and I'm interceding and I'm covering, you know, because there's so much going on that I cannot just give in and give up or say it or have whimsy pamsy prayer life or just, you know, it sounds good. No, 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 no. I have to really trust that God is who he said he is so that he is my strength when I'm weak and that his shadow, because we have safety in him. If we rest in him, if we believe in him, so we're not just talking the talk, but we're walking it because this walk right here that we're in is real. And so the fight of faith, that's the fight that I'm going to continue to fight. No other fight. I'm not funking with nobody, you know, because, you know, being from the Bay, we fight first, right? But I'm fight just first. fighting a good fight of faith. So I appreciate you, nephew. I'm so grateful. And, again, we are, I mean, this atmosphere, when I tell you it's so much going on that I want to put some gloves on and swing in the physical at the enemy, but I know that it won't work. I got to use the word, and I got to believe it, and I got to cover myself as well as you all, victors on the line. So I love you, nephew. And thank you for lighting it up this week. Um, declare victory. I love you. Thank you so much. I, you know, as always, always, I love you. You know, you are just the best. Like, and also, me and Nicole are so thankful because we got little Isabella's 53 jersey, and she's. I'm trying to get her to come home in the hospital on that. You know what I mean? Go Niners. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm trying to get her to come home in the hospital on that, and she's like, Nicole's like, babe. We can't take her home in Can't come in, home. In no, Niner I agree Jersey. with Nicole. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So I let her pick out an outfit. <laughs> Wake up football season. Yeah, I know. She's, it's almost there. We're a month away. And 
we, you know, she could have the baby any day now. So we're just, we got all our bags ready to go, but, um, I'll, maybe the next baby I'll be able to do that. Maybe the next one I'll be able to do that, but I need to get through this one first. But I, you know, as always, you know, yeah, I'll, you know, I know I speak for everybody here. We, we definitely are so thankful for your wisdom and just always having great insight like that. And, and this is why, because I, you know, this is what that really just makes me think of. Um, I think of it this way when I'm going through that, it reveals to me what my heart motives are when I'm going through a tough season. And this is why I know that. And, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be very 100% real with everybody. I'm going to be very transparent. Recently I've had some, it, it's been a tough couple months. It's It's been, and it's really been, you know, maybe the last two months, it's been pretty tough. And I noticed I started to get prideful. I started to get very prideful in my, my heart, my mind. And I haven't been spending as much time with God as I normally do. And I started to, I would question God. I, I'm talking total Job, straight up, just questioning God, just just irritated, just annoyed. Just like, what? Lord, I, I did this. I did that. I did, and, and I really, I, I want to even do a declaration on this concept. I really do, but I'm going to share it here first right now. Just very prideful. Lord, I did this for you. Lord, I did this. I did that. Why are you letting me go through this? Why am I still going through that? Why have you not given me any breakthrough in that? Why is there no answer? And it's nothing. And we're talk about this on Friday about what do you do when the lights go out? What do you do when you're not hearing from God? But I almost had that where I'm just like irritated and I'm prideful. And I start thinking, I don't deserve this. Like, why am I going through this? Lord, do you not see this that I do? Do you not see that? And this is why we are not in a performance sport. Being a Christian is not a performance sport. You don't get promoted if you do more. You don't get to do things like that. You're just a son. You're just a daughter. Because here's the thing. In, you know, Ecclesiastes, we see like living, and, and really in a lot of places in the Bible, you'll see you'll see that living a righteous life following God will, will lead you to be successful. And we all sometimes just stop right there. We just stop at being, I, I'm following God and I'm blessed and I got a job or I got this and that or whatever. But then you see in, in different, different parts of the Bible will, will temper that. And they'll say, yeah, you know, um, you know, yeah, following God will, will, will bring success and you'll get blessed, but it's not, but it's not to say that, that, you know, you can just manipulate the system. You can't break the system and just manipulate God to get all the things you want and just have this phony relationship with God where you serve God and you're doing good and you're praying the prayers and reciting all the verses and, you know, everything from every prophet's mouth and, and, you know, and you just manipulate the system you know, it's where Paul was talking about we're saved by grace and by faith and all this. And, and then James comes in with what a lot of people say is contradictory, but it's tempering. It's so people don't take advantage of it, right? And so we see that concept also happen with other things. And then third, you go even further than that. And then you see that even the righteous suffer because it's not about we do good, we don't experience bad. It's that we all experience everything on the spectrum because it's so we can learn how to love God, a genuine love of God. 
because we see his character and his nature through it. And that's what Job missed, and that's what his friends missed. That's why his friends were all rebuked is because they were trying to tell him, you, surely you have some kind of sin somewhere. So, surely you've sinned somewhere. Like, And they were given a bad, the wrong, they, he said, who is this counsel without knowledge? The very first thing he says when he shows up in, in chapter 41, he says, who are these people without giving counsel without knowledge? Because they were saying, you must have sinned somewhere. Just repent, Job. And it wasn't about that because the righteous suffer because we we have to have a love for God, right? And and that's what happens to me when I'm going through this process. And that's what, what you were saying made me think of is that when I was going through this tough tough little window here these last couple of months, it was the craziest thing. It was just two months. And just boom, right at two months out of nowhere, and then boom, just stopped. It's just out of nowhere, random two months. And I realized I had pride in my heart. I had I had unforgiveness. I had bitterness. I had all these things that were making that God brought to the surface to say, hey, we need to talk about these things. Because they might not have been at the forefront, but you still had them in there. And I can't have you with those things in this next season. So, yeah, you know what? It, that is so spot on. It made me think of that. It made me think of what do I, what am I growing and what do I need to grow in? So, yeah, thank you for that. Sorry, I didn't mean to go into a whole other declaration or anything. But, um, yeah, thank you because that's what that brought. That's what that brought in. And I'm just always so happy for your encouragement. It always is. I mean, not just for me, but for everybody else. Didi, thank you so much for always just being so wise and so encouraging. It really is. You really pick up people when they're down you know, and you don't even know it sometimes, and maybe you do, and you just do it, you know, you know, because that meet that need. But thank you for always being such an encouragement to, to all of us, and and we're just so blessed to have such a great leadership team here, and uh, thankful for you, and thankful for everybody else. So, does anybody else have anything? We got a couple more minutes. Uh, we got about ten more minutes before we got to close here. But um, does anybody have any closing thoughts or comments? Moses, this is Diane. Hey, Diane. How are you? I just want to say thank you for that declaration. This is one of my favorite scriptures that, you know, reminds me when I fall off, you know, or start, you know, doubting myself, that God has removed the veil from all of us, those of you who are on this call. And reading this scripture to know that Everything you read, God has already given it to you. Mm-hmm. And Hebrews 4 and 16 says, we have have confidence that we can approach the throne of God, grace with boldness and ask God for things because he cares for us. You know, rather than getting on the call day after day and I mean, we are to pray for one another because we are a prayer call, and that's what we're called to do. But then you are responsible to do things, too. God has given you everything you need pertaining to this life. And that's what this scripture is telling us, that God has removed the veil. Everything is open to us. We can approach God. We can mm-hmm. it's, uh, We can talk to God. We can listen to God. Because we're in a reciprocal relationship, it's a call to duty and a call to respond. And this scripture here is just telling us that, you know, we're we're not going to just be 
mature all at once. It's a process. We're in the sanctification process, and I thank God for that. So even when you fall, don't beat yourself up. Pick yourself up and and get your feet moving again because we are in the sanctification process. And I listened to you about cigarettes and and whatever else, you know, that we be going through. That's why I, I ministered to a young lady from my church last night that's going through. We have, if, if our faith is going to grow, we have to walk in whatever, because Jesus suffered, we're going to suffer too because of who we are in him. Sometimes it's nothing that we do, but it's because of who we are. And we have to pick ourselves up and go on and trust God. If our faith is going to ever grow, we're going to have to step out on faith and just live it, live our life according to the way God had us planned. Sometimes we make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up. Pick yourself up and keep going because these things are going to happen because we are in the sanctification process. And the process is, it doesn't feel good all the time. As Dion always say, the process is necessary. We have to go through the process. A great declaration. And I just love your teaching. You're such a young man, and God has put so much wisdom in you. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your teaching. And I just pray that God continue to bless you, encourage you when you're down, feeling down, and and to humble you when you get beside yourself. I love you so much. That's it. Have a blessed day. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And I, I absolutely receive that, uh, and I I need that. You know, I, I, on a on a personal note, thank you very much. That really really lifts me up. <laughs> But, yeah, it is necessary. It's crazy how necessary it is. And, you know, I, I love so much what you're saying because it's being, it's staying Christ-minded. It's staying God-minded. It's staying, you know, having the mind of Christ. It's, it's, it's so mental. It's so mental. It's so mental. It's so mental. Because so nothing in this world is going to change any of those things. There's, there's no amount of security. There's no person. And it took me a lot of years to learn that, you know, it took me, it really took me a lot of years. I I had to, um, I used to think, you know, if I could just get the girl, if I could just get the the dream girl and like, you know, she'd take all my problems away and all these things, or I could just get that dream job. And, and, and once I'm making good money and I'm making, you know, you're making this amount of money and you just, the first thing you do when you look for a job is, you immediately Google the salary because you're just like, I know if I can make this amount of money, it'll be good and and it'll just take away my problems and it'll solve all this. It's like, it's not though. It's just it's just really not. None of them are. None of none of these things are. We we gotta stay with that mind of Christ and that that's what that makes me feel. That's what that takes me back to. So, you know, thank you. I I stand in total agreement. Total total hundred percent agreement. And thank you for that Hebrews verse too because that just supplements it. So while, um, thank you so much, Diane. Thank you, truly. Uh, does anybody else have any, any last closing remarks before we uh, before we close out today? Hey, Pastor Moses. 
It's hey, Gloria. hello. Hey, hey, Gloria. Hey, good morning. Good morning, DV family. I just want to say thank you so much for that blessing of the declaration. It really is, um, it is, encourages and, and continues to just edify me and us as we go through our own molting processes. And it's funny that the, um, that that when you look at the molting processes, the the eagles is not you know it's not that everything happens all at one time. So God doesn't he doesn't um in our lives he doesn't let everything get us at one time or everything attack at one time. He 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 uses everything in order to edify himself in us. So you know we have the valleys and then we have the the high places that we go in where we you know it seems like everything is going wonderfully. On, wonderful and fine but then he brings us back to the place where okay now it's time for you to draw in even closer to me so you can understand me even more so i i appreciate yeah. him for his mercy and grace i appreciate you and i'm still i'm praying for you guys and then i just i am just really this process this molting process this growing process this power process that God is doing in our lives. I am just so overjoyed. And I, just as, as uh, like normally when I have to teach or something, I have to leave on Wednesday to go to Dallas to teach. And I'm, you know, I usually am able to kind of like sit down and kind of study and stuff. And I've been sitting and li listening, but I can't put anything on paper. But the, the thing that has blessed me is I've gotten this quietness. It's like, okay, don't worry about it. Don't trip. Cause it's the Holy <laughs> Spirit that's going to do the teaching anyway. So just I'm I'm just excited. I just really would like to have maybe one or two little scriptures to write down. But whatever the Father does, have the Holy Ghost yeah. does it. It's all good. So God bless you and Tarina. Thank you for um, taking my place the other day because I did lose my voice. And I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds it sounds a, sound a little different, but you know, hey, glad, glad to hear it's back though, and and back in time too, just in time to to be teaching, but. I, I can totally, totally 100% relate because I was, I, I just started reading this book and in this book after every chapter, it's crazy because with the class, you know, the class we were going through, it, I was giving the homework to, to be still, to listen to the Lord. And then I start going through this book on my own, like maybe a maybe a couple weeks ago, like maybe two weeks ago. And the very first homework assignment is <laughs> being still to hear from God, being still and, and you know, listening. And, but, but the very first homework isn't to listen to God, it's to be still. And it's to take 15 minutes to sit in a chair, not too comfortable, not too uncomfortable, and just be still. And And this is for anybody out there going through uh, going through a process right now and, and you really want to hear from the Lord and we're going to talk more about this on, on Friday too but um, just spending 15 minutes to just be still not trying to hear from the Lord but just spend 15 minutes to be still and then the second week's homework is to spend 15 minutes being still but now try to inhibit your thoughts so you're not like all over the place you're not thinking about Oh, work on Monday, or did I get that report in on Wednesday? Did I, oh man, I forgot to turn in, you know, that one thing, and oh man, they wanted me to call. Man, I gotta make that call. You know, you're not thinking about all these million things. You're inhibiting inhibiting the thoughts because there's so many things fighting for our thoughts. It's it's our thoughts that 
it's not Times Square, it's not LA, it's not San Francisco, it's not the family, it's not Sunday night. The 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 epicenter of our life, the the main part of our life is our thoughts, our mind. That is where everything everything is taking place in our life and our thoughts. Everything is up there. And there's a lot of things fighting for that space. And we ourselves even have two voices. We have how we're programmed naturally, which is our subconscious mind. And then we have our conscious mind where we can tell ourselves, no, don't think like that. That's not who I am anymore. I don't do that. You know, and, and I'm going to be talking about this on Thursday, uh, in, in detail on Thursday about that subconscious versus conscious and, and the decisions we make and, you know, where things come from and how we're connected. You know, our spirit is, is our mind. It's connected to God. You know, we're going to be talking about the practi- practical aspect of all that on Thursday. So I encourage everybody to tune in on Thursday if you want to hear more about that. But yeah, you know, you're totally right. You're totally, totally spot on with that. You know, it's, it's like I was saying, is that Christ mind, Christ mind. So yeah, thank you for sharing, Gloria. Thank you very much. And good luck teaching. Good luck with that. I know, you, I know you're going to do absolutely amazing. You're absolutely amazing teacher. Absolutely amazing sharer too and everything. So I know you're going to do amazing on that. Does anybody else have any, any closing thoughts, anything you kind of think of, this makes you think of or reminds you of, you know, maybe something went through back in the day, anything at all? Moses, before we go, this is Trina again. As you mentioned about the class, I just want to publicly uh, say thank you for the class uh, that we went through. Um, you, um, what Diane said about your um, God give you uh, lots of wisdom, but you won't believe what happened to me at the end of, end of June. Uh, I was approached through my uh, evangelist um, outreach to speak. In front, in front yeah. Of- <laughs> Amen. So I, did, I did it. I spoke. I shared what you know what uh, what uh, we do on the second Sunday of the month. We go to the uh, convalescent homes. So um, yeah, I got in front of what twenty twenty five people and spoke. Oh my so God. yeah, thank you so much for the um, for the class. It really helped me. Also, um, this past Sunday, uh, the preacher he um, you know we spoke with how to break down the points in your message and that's what he did. So my ears are my ears are open and tend to to it. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you too, Trina. That is so that is man, I love that. And so for anybody who's called who's calling in right now who doesn't know, last month in June we it was a is a teaching uh it was a teaching month. And on Wednesday nights, I taught a intro to preaching and teaching class, and Trina was in it, and Gloria, some others, and uh, Beverly was in it, and we, we had a couple, you know, a couple of us on today were were in that class, and uh, we just we just had such a, it was such a blessing. I I just I already miss Wednesday nights, and I'm actually really sad we don't we don't have that that class that you know that class graduating is done and. Uh, next class, I'll, be, I'll throw it out there right now. We're in the works. I'm going to be doing an eight-week prophetic course. We're going to go in-depth in the prophetic, similar thing uh, on a night, hopefully like on a Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday night. We'll figure it out. Um, in-depth prophetic course for eight weeks. We're going to do that then for the next course. We're getting that in the works. I just wanted to throw that out there. If you want to shoot me an email, if that's something you're interested in, 
my email is M-O-S-E-S-A-B-R-E-G-O at gmail.com. MosesAbrego at gmail.com. If you if you have any questions or you're curious about that or you want to just give me a heads up as if that's something that you're going to be interested in, shoot me an email, something you, you, you would want on the syllabus, something you want to learn how to do more, you want to hear from God a little more clear, you want to, you know, how do I deliver a prophetic message? We're going to be going into that. I'm totally digressing. That's on the side note. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> I, I knew you guys were going to just start to see more opportunities and God was going to work in you through that. So that is such a praise report. Thank you for that. So um, I'm going to go ahead and close us out then. I want to thank everybody for coming. Oh, do we have some more comments? Yeah. I just wanted to say, since you said the baby is due any time now, just know that covering you and just covering you guys in prayer for a safe and healthy um, delivery, and that you know God will just be present in the delivery with any anesthesiologists or doctors or anything um, that comes in contact during the birthing procedure. Just know that Auntie Dee is in California, just praying and just waiting and excited for you. Just know that. Just covering you guys though in prayer. That's it. Love you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dee. We're so thankful Hello. for you. Oh, oh yeah. Hello? Hi. Um, my name is uh, Tanisha. I actually got this number yesterday and I've just been calling in and listening, but I just wanted to let you know that um, I was really blessed by the teaching this morning and that is so spoke to where I am right now. And like, like in the last 24 hours, I'm just contemplating like, what does it mean to surrender or give up? And so I just really wanted to thank you because so much resonated with me from the teaching. And um, I just wanted to lay that out there and say, um, that I feel like I learned something about what I'm experiencing, and I'm going to just continue to work on getting back into the presence of God um, for guidance. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Tanisha. Thank you, thank you for sharing that, too. Thank, and we're blessed to have you calling in, to have you here. That is so amazing and so encouraging to hear. You have no idea. That is such a huge praise report, too. Um, and, and you know what, that process is different for everybody, but you know, the one thing that I see that is the same is that surrender isn't necessarily like a let go thing. Sometimes surrender is walking into, to the process of letting God work on the areas of your heart. Like I, like I was saying earlier, I, I learned that in my, my season like this recently, these last couple months, I was dealing with pride. Like I had major pride where I was like, I don't deserve this guy. And that's what I was talking about the like joke thing and everything. Cause I had this, like, it's kind of like it for me, for me only. I had this kind of like, kind of like, kind of snotty, kind of, kind of bratty a little bit. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't even know I could react like that. I didn't even know I would have that attitude. You know, you know, when you're alone and you're just thinking the real you, you seeing the real you, you know, that's how I was. And I was like, I surrendered that over to God. I was like, God, I'm I'm just sorry for, for being entitled. Like, like I have no right to, to be like that, you know? So for me, surrender wasn't necessarily like letting go. Surrender was walking in to the growth that God had in store for me because he just has better for you. And that's truly why you're going through this process right now is because he just has better for you because there's a better version of you constantly coming out every day, every situation, every talk, all these things. So, 
so happy, so happy, so, so happy to have you on. And thank you for sharing that too. And that's, that's encouraging feedback too, to know that, that this is, this is resonating and, and hopefully it can help, it can help you in, in any way in, in this process and in this season. Thank, thank you. And I encourage you to, to continue calling back and we're going through some other similar stuff later on this week. And, and we have some good stuff planned for tomorrow morning too. So thank you for calling in. It was, it was a pleasure having you in today. And, and your feedback and everything. Thank you. Does anybody else have anything? Any any other closing thoughts before we close out in prayer? Hi Moses, it's Moni. Oh hey Moni, how you doing? Good morning. I'm doing, I'm doing good, Moses. I just want to thank you for really listening to God. You know, with um with things that we need. You know, things that this call mm. needs. And I'm very thankful mm. for this call. You know. Um, this is truly God all over, all over it, loving on all of us um, from Monday through Saturday, you know, uh, and, and I just want to thank you for, you know, stepping up to the plate and stepping in for Tony today and, um, and really listening out for God, um, even if it took to the, <laughs> to the midnight hour for you to get a message, <laughs> you know, um, you still, you still um, strive to, step out there and really listen to God, really put something mm. together. And you really, uh, the way you were teaching us in our class last month, um, by the way, which we're going to be having again later in the year, <laughs> but I want to thank you mm -hmm. that, you know, you really, you really put into practice when you, when you tell people, when you preach uh, to be still, to be still and hear from God, right. you really put that into practice. And I know that firsthand. I know that I'm not just saying that because you're my son. I'm saying that because I truly know that you always say, hold on, I need a minute. Hold on, I need to take that to God. Hold on, I need to, you know, I need to be still for a moment. And that's all it takes, really. It really, yeah. truly does. A lot of us don't realize that it doesn't take a week. It doesn't take five days. It could take a yeah. second. He could talk to you in a second. The minute he sees your heart change, the minute he sees that your heart just shifted, then he, yeah. then right here, your answer comes. And if we just step out in faith and we can do the same thing as be still and be led by him through these trials that we have to go through in life, through this growing that we have to go through, through this metamorphosis, through the growing pain, he's there. He'll never leave us. And he will show us that this has to happen. It has to take place. It has to complete its full course. Otherwise, it's going to come back again. It's going to come back again, and it's going to come mm -hmm. back again until you get yeah. it right. So the best thing yeah. to do is when you're going through this growing, this growing pain or metamorphosis stage, when you're going through it, seek God immediately, immediately, no matter how painful it is, no matter how far away you feel from God, no matter how far away, you know, you just haven't been feeling like you're walking right. The minute you're go you see a trial and it says trial all over it, Seek God immediately because you don't want that trial to, to prolong and to just, you know, to just be stretched out over a 20 year period because you weren't seeking God for the answer and you weren't trying to see this situation and this growth spurt in the spirit. You weren't, you didn't take it to God and therefore it took a long time. So my encouragement is that, is that you would seek God through all these growth situations that we go through and 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 go the easy route take the commute take the commuter lane don't take the yeah. slow lane in the traffic take the commuter lane because these things come to us these these trials come our way to grow us 
if we can find the good in it, find it right away. You can move on to the next one. Don't prolong it. Don't be alone. Reach out to a community like Declare Victory and make friends because we can't go through this alone. We cannot go through life alone. I thank God because I have you. I could pick up the phone and call you and just tell you to pray. You don't even ask me questions. (laughs) You want people like that. You got to have at least five people. Everybody on this call right now should be listening and looking at their hand and saying, do I have five, at least five confidants that I could call and I can Mm -hmm. tell them my personal business and they will go straight directly to the throne of God for me. All of us should Mm -hmm. have at least five people. If not five, four, if not four, then three, but you better have some confidence to lift you up and hold your arms up when you're going through these growth process, these growth uh, spurts, you know, that we go through in life. But in any case, I'm rambling on. (laughs) I love you. Thank you. I'm excited that baby Isabella's coming. I can't wait. I'm going to jump on a plane and get my booty over there and and just love on her (laughs) so she gets here. Thank you, Moses. I love you and Nicole. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. Love you, too. You know, I love that you said that and you pointed that out, too, because that's what Trina was, was saying. And I don't know if Trina's still on, but that is so powerful what you guys touched on. And then, and, and you know, like Didi was alluding to it, too, in there. And it, it's, it's turning, it's, it's checking yourself. You're checking yourself, essentially. And what you were saying about being still and, and what Trina was saying, the, the, the middle ground on that is just, is just being still before God. And that's why I was saying that. And, you know, we learned that in class last month is when's the last time you sat down for 15 minutes, no phone, no nothing, no, just 15 minutes, no TV, no background noise, no come just 15 minutes and just being still for 15 minutes. And then even further than that, I'm sorry. When's the last time, even in that 15 minutes where you just stopped thoughts, you just stopped the thoughts. Is that even possible for you? Can you even do that? You know, because we're constantly, our minds are constantly going. And I gave a declaration a couple months ago about our, it's like our bodies and our mind. It's like a car. You got, you can't, you don't leave a car turned on in the driveway overnight because you're going to get back into it. You know, you turn your car off, you let it rest. You, you got it. The car will blow up, you know, it's like, why do we do that with our brain then? Our most valuable asset, most valuable organ, most valuable part of us, like, why do we not turn that one off? You know, and that's why some some people, that's why you, you only get dreams, but why God speaks to you in your dreams, because you're not even giving him the microphone the other 16 hours of the day, you know? So the only time he can speak to you is in your dreams, because you're not listening. You know, so it's like, or or even that, you're restless in sleep because of that. You know, I learned my my sleep has been amazing since I learned how to take Sabbath, since I learned how to turn my brain off. I sleep perfectly through the night. Right when I lay down, go to bed. Right when I wake up, wake up perfectly. And I don't drink coffee. I don't I don't do any of that stuff. I just wake up. It's because I'm rested. You know, because I'm resting my brain. I'm resting my mind. So that's another that's another one too. But thank you. Uh, thank you guys for sharing all that. I'll, um, do we have any, maybe any, any other last closing comments? If anybody wants to jump in and just throw on anything, uh, before we close out in prayer. I feel like I've, I've been, we've been about to close out in prayer for like 30 minutes now, but <laughs> if you have anything, it's totally fine if you want to share it. Hi, Moses. This is Barbara. 
Um, hey, Barbara. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to sit here. I've been listening to everyone. Um, thank you for your share. I, I love the way you teach. But I had to comment about um, our class that we had. Thank you for teaching me how to do the stillness. I, I'm doing that now, and it's making a difference for me. Thank you. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it it is a it is a game changer for sure. And, and the biggest thing too, and and we we covered this in class too last month, but was it's not you're not doing it to hear from God. It's not to hear from God. And I'm going to talk about this on Friday with, with what to do when the lights go out, what to do when you don't hear from God, when you're not hearing from God, you're praying, and you're not hearing anything, and you're not getting – we're going to talk about that on Friday. I'm going to go into a lot of detail for for the – and I got time on Friday. You know, I got time for that one. But, you know, it's like it. it's just – it's just – I can't even explain it. I can't even put words to it when you're able to just be still before the Lord, to just wait on God, to just be in that, in that place. Like it just changes things. I, and get, get out of your ritual. Like, and I, and I say this to everybody, whoever, whoever's still on, I say this to you, get out of your ritual. If you just do a devotional in the morning and you'll read maybe like one verse and then you'll kind of just pray for a couple, get, get out of ritual, get out of routine, get, get out of that, Leave that because what's going to happen is you're going to get burned out from spending time with God if you make it every day carbon copy of the day before it. Every single day is just identical. Get go out for a walk with God. Go 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 get lunch and and take God with you. He's he's with you no matter what. So be conscious about it. Be intentional about it. You know, just just change it up. That's the best thing I can tell you is, is spice up your prayer life. Spice up your prayer life. That is the most valuable the most invaluable asset in your entire life is your prayer life. Even even gifting, anointing, those things take breaks in seasons. Those things back off. There's going to be seasons. If you have the gift of discernment, you're not going to be discerning 24-7 because it's, 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 it'll kill you. You know, you're, you're going to be... It, things t- go, and, go and come, but the prayer life is always there. It's always communion with God. Change it up. And, and I'm so happy that hearing everybody's feedback from class and everything, you know, a couple of weeks later after the fact is just so amazing. Cause it's like, it's not, you don't need to be prophetic to see the gifting and what God's doing in everybody and, hey, and what God has done. Yes. I just want to say, this is Pam. I snuck into a conference here. Just to share something really quickly. Oh. Good morning, family. I, you know how you were talking about change. You said something, change your um, rhythm or, uh, ritual or something you just said is so true because um i just came upon i had just downloaded i'm so behind the times in terms of like podcasts and stuff but i downloaded this guy you guys are putting probably know who he is and don't laugh when i say his name but i love this guy his name is steven furtick yeah Oh my gosh! So I am just having a blast because I've been just listening to T.D. Jackson's voice in my ears for like a hundred years. I love them, but I've been listening to him, and then he's just got such a fresh new way of like um, speaking God's word, like where it's funny, and all it is is just like a new when he said do it, have a new like just do something different, and it's just been such a blessing. So I just thought I would add that. 
Love you guys. Have a yeah. Day. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Stephen Rissick is a great, um, great speaker. They, um, they, they're just there. Yeah, it's a great movement there with Elevation Church, and they got a couple of different campuses. They're really known for their man, their worship songs. Oof, man, those, those songs slap. Those songs are like, those are. And sorry, I'm. That's a that's a Bay term. If anybody's not calling in, not from the Bay Area, if a song slaps, that means it goes. It's a good. It's a it's a great musical piece. That's oh, and I another one. That. That's that's that. <laughs> sorry, that's Bay Area slang. Sorry. So we they have great songs. Check out their worship elevation worship. They got some great amazing songs. Um. Yeah, just really good stuff. Stephen Furtick, yeah, I definitely, and my my wife was was on like a Stephen Furtick kick like a couple of years ago, and like, well, I just come home and she's just like watching all the, she's watching all his sermons on hilarious. YouTube and everything. Yeah, he's got it. He's, he's really great. He's really really great. Um, yeah, it's just changing up that routine. You you gotta spice it up. You gotta just if may, if may, maybe um this is one thing I learned. Anything you're doing that is intentional, you're gonna you're opening a door for God. Whether it's watching a sermon, whether it's going on a prayer walk, whether it's reading a devotional, whether it's just Bible study, and you're just getting into the Greek and Hebrew, and you're getting into the context, and you're getting into God's showing you an analogy. Anything intentional, God is there, and 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 even stuff that you're not paying attention to, but. But just being intentional about it, God, God shows up in that, you know, and, and when his presence is in that, it just it just changes you. So I would say spice it up because I, I look at it this way. In any of the married couples on here, first of all, I have probably not been married as probably even half as long as as some of you um, probably probably some of you have been married as long as I've been alive, to be honest. But one thing you I do know, one thing that you that you learn, I think, is that you can't do the same thing all the time with, you know, you can't, oh, we're just going to go to, hey, look, we're just going to, your time, my time with you, we we go to our restaurant, we sit in our corner, we just order from our menu, and we go home, we go our own way, you go to the room, I'll go watch TV in the room, and you can't, you got to spice it up sometimes, let's go on a trip, let's go, let's just go for a drive, let's just get out of the house, let's go on a walk, let's go do something, you got to like spice it up, you got to change it up, so the same thing with God. I don't think God just wants to be like, hey, this is my office and I pray in here and this is where God waits for me. It's like, no, he's with you everywhere, you know. So, um, yeah, spice it up, change it up every now and then. But, yeah, anything else? Anybody have anything else at all? Anything they'd like to share? Anything on your heart? Anything at all? Hi, Moses. This is Shantae. I just want to thank you um, so much for your declaration and I was just wondering if you can please um, pray for me that um, the declaration and that the word that was spoken um, would just fall on good ground. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Shantae. Thanks for the encouragement. I'll, I'll definitely pray. Welcome. I'll definitely pray that for everybody Thank you too. So much. Anything else? Anybody? Anything you want to share before we close out prayer at all? Anything on your heart? Going once, going. All right, we'll go on time. All right, well, we'll close out prayer. 
let's do it. Just want to thank everybody for sharing. Man, it is just so awesome hearing from everybody. And, um, you know, just a shameless plug. If, if you are going to be interested in a prophetic class, like I said, eight weeks, you guys are hearing the feedback from everybody from the first class. Let me know. Um, I'm taking a social media break. I'm not on any social media for the next month. So, so that wouldn't be a good place to message me or, 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 or post in there. But my email is M-O-S-E-S-A-B-R-E-G-O at gmail.com, mosesabrego at gmail.com. If that is something that interests you, if you're curious about the prophetic, even if you've never even flowed in the prophetic and you're just like, okay, well, I kind of want to take it to find out more about the prophetic. This is just bringing more illumination to a gift. This is a gift. We're going to teach how to find the gold in, in the gold mine, not the dirt in the gold mine on people, but like how to find the things that push people towards the top of the mountain. So um, let me know. Shoot me an email if that's something you're interested in or you have some questions about it. We're still planning that. You know, the, the Wednesday night class went amazing. It was absolutely amazing. If you can't tell, there was a very tangible outcome from that speaking opportunities and events and, and just so much growth for all of us, everybody in that. And it was an honor. I, I wouldn't even I say teach that class. It was an honor to be a part of that class. It was an honor to grow side by side with everybody. So thank you, everybody, too, that was in there. Moses, can you but, put um, your email in the room? Can you put your email in the um, Declare Victory room? I'll have somebody post it for me right now. I'll definitely okay. have somebody post it for okay, me right thanks. now for sure. I will, for Moses, sure, I'll for post sure. it for you. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you. If someone somebody has my email uh, on there, um, you know, a couple of you guys might, uh, at least at least 20 do for sure. <laughs> but thank you guys for that. So thank you, everyone, for today for being a part. Thank you, everybody, that shared, too. And I, I just want to encourage you, next time, if maybe you're a little nervous or a little shy, we we don't bite here. It, I, we would love to hear from you. There's so many new voices today, and, and I know we had so many new callers even, too, that called in and just, just listened. But um, thank you guys so much. Thank you for making this happen every day. If, I, if you would tell me there's a church that meets every single day, and it's just so lively and active and, and encouraging. I'd be like, man, that's they got a formula no one else has ever figured out because some people have trouble doing that once a week. You know, and we have more people on here than, than a walk-in church will have on a Sunday morning. You know, and we're seeing, we're seeing such a great growth of community. So thank you guys for being a part of that. Thank you for pouring into that. Um, just lastly, closing out, like I said, you guys are stuck with me all week. Um, I'm really speaking three out of six days here this week. So um, we got TNT tonight and, and call, make sure you're calling in tomorrow. And then I'll be back on Thursday and Friday. And I know we're just going to have a powerful week. We're going to have a powerful month. I'm so excited at everything. We've already had so much great stuff already. So thank you guys. I'm going to close this out in prayer. Lord, I thank you, Father, that I know that this, that this seed hit cultivated soil, Lord. I know that this message, because I did not have this message last night at 10 o'clock. I did not have this message last night at midnight. This was you showing up, Lord. I did not even know that I was going to be going today, Lord, because this was you. You knew what you needed your loved ones to hear, Lord. You knew what you wanted to speak, Lord, so you get all of the glory. No man can stand up and take account for any of this, God, because it is all you. So that's why I know this is going to hit the hearts, Lord, is because it's you. This is your word, your message. 
your people, your family, your loved ones, your children, Lord. So I thank you for that. I pray that you be with us in our process, Lord, that you illuminate to us, even when you're like, you know what, I got to get let the training wheels come off on this. I got to let them go through it. Lord, I know that you're still watching us and you're just beaming. Lord, and you know what? I feel this message. I feel this message so powerful for everybody today. I want to share this with everybody. If you're still listening, this message is for you. I guarantee you. I Trust me. This message is for you. I'm getting this in my heart for you right now. Stop worrying. You're okay. You're fine. You're, you're doing perfectly fine. You're doing perfectly fine. God had to remind me of this. And he's telling me to tell you right now, you're doing, don't worry about it. You're overthinking a lot of things. Let it go. Just let it go. You're doing absolutely fine. You're doing better than you even know right now. It's like when you take a test you didn't study for and then you pass it, you're passing the test right now. I'm telling each and every one of you right now, whatever you're going through right now, whatever it is in your season right now, stop worrying about making a mistake. Stop worrying about failing. Stop worrying about letting God down. Stop worrying about letting your loved ones down. You're making everybody proud. You, you have God in your heart. You will not go wrong. You have God in your heart. You are dressed in God's love right now, last night, when you blew it, when you, <laughs> when you cussed somebody out, when you were wrong, when you were angry. Yeah, I said that. Like when you were wrong, when you were not being a great example of God's love, you, God is still proud of you. You're, you're still doing the right thing. He's in your heart. You're still clothed in his love for you. You didn't blow it so bad that God left. That's not what happened. That's not how it works. Stop worrying about making mistakes. Stop worrying about being perfect. Just be just be you. Just be you. That's, what, that's the messages for you. Just have fun. Just be you. Just let go. Let loose. Let loose. Don't be all religious. Don't, don't try to make it a big old thing. Just just let God work through you by being yourself. You didn't mess up. You didn't blow up. You didn't blow it. You're not, you're not a mistake to God. He's not, not looking at you just because you can't hear from him right now. doesn't mean that he left you. Okay. He loves you. We love you. You're in community. Okay. You're doing you. You're doing the best you can do. And that makes him so proud. That makes God so proud. Don't think that the way the world loves is the way God loves. Don't think that because you're not where you think you need to be right now and accomplishing what you think you need to accomplish, that God doesn't love you and that God's not proud of you. He does, I'm going to tell you this right now. God doesn't even care if you don't ever accomplish what you've been called to accomplish because he's in your process, which means he's in you right now. So just let him love you. And I, I seal that, that message, Lord. I thank you for that word, Lord, and I seal that message over each one of us because I need to hear that too. Lord, I need to hear that message. So I thank you for that, Father. I thank you that you you speaking every day. You're a living God that is that is more alive than anything we've ever known above us right now in this moment within us. I thank you for that, Father. I ask that you be with us in our days, that you go out before us at work today and everything in our day with our family, Lord. Bring bring us some victories, Lord. Bring us some victories in the process. Drop some meat, please. Drop some meat. I'm I'm asking you. Please drop some meat, Lord, for us. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we, we honor you. We glorify you, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for, for being a part of today. You are now dismissed. Everyone, be blessed. God bless you guys. Have an awesome day. Have a great day at work. Awesome day. Later. Thank you. Thank you. Good day, everyone. Have a wonderful day.
the truth, praying for our youth.